0: Good morning, morning. it is so good to have you here uh, in this Sunday of October. Uh, It's starting to feel like fall a little bit outside. Uh, So welcome, Uh, we're glad you're here. And for those who are joining us on Zoom, we're glad that you are here as well. God, we have a lot of announcements going on. Um, First, uh, I wanna say a thank you to Jenny uh, and to Lisa. We have the new uh, directories that are out on that table. Uh, as you're going out, so please grab. We're we're just saying grab one for a family. Okay, grab one. Um, so thank you for for getting that all together, Jenny. Um, also on that table, um, I was talking to Lisa, and we did a mini uh, bulletin, very just one sheet. Uh, this is mainly for visitors coming in or for those who may not have, uh, can't get on to faith life, or you don't, you're not following uh, the, um, you're not using your phone, like Arville uses his phone uh, in service. Um, I know you don't have a phone, Arville, you've already told me. But anyway, it gives us, it'll give you the hymn uh, the numbers uh, and just basic uh, information that we had put in our newsletter, so... Um, other things, um, Trunk or Treat, uh, we are hosting, uh, on the 28th from six to six to eight o'clock, uh, please sign up, um, make sure the cars are here by six, um, so, and if you want to donate candy, if you're, if you're like, well, I'm not going to be there or something, please donate candy so that we, um, we can have plenty because we do have a tremendous amount of children who come by in this neighborhood. And so we want to make sure everyone uh, gets, gets plenty. Um, Also the annual LCCM benefit dinner will be held on Thursday, November 18th. Uh, There is a table reserved for first DC church. And so Gene uh, Lutz will have tickets available next week, so if anyone wants to um, attend that or if you want to read more about that uh, dinner, it is uh, on the, uh, the information's on the bulletin board out there. Uh, also, we're in the season of the Shoe Bucks, um, Operation Christmas Child, So this is an outreach that we've done for many years, and so please take a box or two and fill it up and bring it back. If you have any questions, um, contact Gloria. Uh, Tonight, Bible study is at 6.30. We are in the book of Luke, and then on Wednesday, prayer meeting, um, it's at 6.30. And both the prayer service and the Bible study... Um, is on Zoom, and for right now, uh, for those who want to join, just use the Wednesday prayer link, that'll get you into both, and then use the passcode to get in. Any other announcements? I'm trying to make sure I got them all. Any? Okay. Would you please stand, then, for the call to worship. This is Psalm From Psalm one o three verses one and two. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all of let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me.
1: Good morning. Everybody ready? praise is rising eyes are turning to you we turn to you face the day. In your presence all our fears are washed away. Because when we see you we find strength to face the day. In your presence all our fears are washed away. Washed away, who's Maybe anyway.
0: you may be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, are there prayer concerns or praises that you have? I do want to lift up Ron Lutz, who is not feeling well today, so we're praying for him. Any other concerns or praises that you have? I guess we want to pray for Donna Kiskaden, who's, who's home, not, not feeling well. So we'll pray for Donna. Yes, ma'am.
2: Pray for Max Miller. Uh, he had surgery on his sinus, and uh, Joyce said he had a very difficult night. He didn't sleep. So finally he's sleeping this morning.
0: Okay. Well, we're praying for, for Max. Uh, and for Joyce as well. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have?
3: Nancy Daisy has asked for prayer this morning. Thank
2: you.
0: We will pray for Nancy. Uh, I want to say it's good to see the Cole family back here, uh, and it's also good to see Joanne Swinehart here, uh, praying for your. We've been praying for your eye surgery, and so praying for heal- healing. Any others? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, what a joy! What a joy to be in your presence, surrounded by your church, the people. So Lord, as we've come in, whether we're tired, whether we're stressed, whether we are recovering, whether things are going fine or okay, or maybe we're just here, Lord, we know that you are alive and that you have been with us. That you've protected us from things that we've never seen. You've put your love in each of us. You have forgiven us of our sins and you've asked us to do the to do the same. So Lord, as we struggle through the next few weeks or months, or as we are recovering, or whether we are just going about our lives, Lord, what regardless of what is going on in our lives, help us to praise you, to focus on you because of all the things that you've done for us. So Lord, we praise you. We love you. And Lord, we lift up those that are hurting. We're lifting up those that are sick. We're lifting up those who are recovering from surgeries or from illnesses. Lord, we lift up our praises for rising once again, for the food that we eat, for the clothes that we wear, for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are here and online. Lord, what a joy. So Lord, we pray that everything, everything we do would bring you honor and glory. So guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit in all things. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
4: Scripture reading today is from Judges chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochum and said to the Israelites, I brought you out of Egypt into this land that I swore to give your ancestors, and I said I would never break my covenant with you. For your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in this land. Instead, you were to destroy their altars, but you disobeyed my command. Why did you do this? So now I declare that I will no longer drive out the people living in your land. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. When the angel of the Lord finished speaking to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. So they called the place Bokum, which means weeping, and they offered sacrifices there to the Lord.
0: So this... For the next six weeks, we're going to be talking about judges. And let me just first say that I have fought God uh, mildly because in all the times that I have preached, I've never wanted to preach on judges. I've had to teach judges before in Bible classes before I became a pastor, and I never enjoyed it. Judges is kind of dark. And so I fought with the Lord, and the Lord finally said, you know, you're going to have to do this. And I said, I don't want to. And so now we're doing Judges. So I had to actually read Judges again with fresh eyes. I had to actually stop all of the things I was bringing into the Scripture and actually reading it again through God's eyes, through Christ's eyes. And even though Judges is dark, what I finally saw in this is that God loves his people. And he constantly is calling them to himself. And so for the next six weeks, we're going to take different parts of Judges, not all of it. Uh, If you've never read, read Judges before, I encourage you to read it because it's part of Scripture. It's part of it's part of our history, part of who we are. And there are going to be hard things to read in it, but they're there for a reason to teach us that God is always there. So, as we started out, the, the first chapter of Judges, I was not going to read to you, I was just wanting to focus on on this section, but I need to give you some background. So, as we are going through this, we need to, we sometimes hear the, the saying that history repeats itself. Well, actually, history does not repeat itself, but we do make the same mistakes. Sometimes we're caught up in some type of cycle that we just don't seem to get out of. Sometimes we repeat the mistakes of our parents. So as we go through this book of Judges, we're going to discover that there are some things that we may have done, mistakes that we've made. And you're going to see in Judges just how this world today, and that world then it 's kind of eerie how they 're similar, so the backstory of this is that Egypt had a hold of the Israelites, and God heard their their cries for freedom, and so Moses let them let them out of Egypt, and they spent forty years in the wilderness. Because there was a group of a generation that didn't believe in the Lord. In fact, they believed him, but they wanted to build their own calf to worship. And so they spent 40 years searching for the promised land that would be their home, and then Moses, though not perfect, got to see the promised land. He passes on, and Joshua takes over. Now, it does in Judges it does start that Joshua does die. And so now they're trying to figure out who's going to actually lead them. And so they had asked, Okay, now that Joshua has died, how what are we going to do? And so they actually went to the Lord and they said, Who who's supposed to go up first? And they God answered them, Judah. And so they were excited. They were going into the promised land that God had promised them for years. They had God on their side. And they went. And so the Israelites conquered the land. They conquered the inhabitants. They drove them out of the land. They brought down a powerful warlord. Things are going really well. And as they're conquering the cities, they're being faithful. They're praising the Lord. How often have we got excited about something and then halfway through we lose the enthusiasm? Maybe there's a new hobby that you're like, Yes, I want to I do that. A do-it-yourself project that you're thinking, yeah, this is going to be great, and then you do it, and then it doesn't look like anything that you were trying to do. I remember years ago, I was talking to Kathy, and I said, I want to get a Dremel. Do you know what a Dremel is? It's a little tool, and you can do incredible, wonderful things. And I was going to do all of these wonderful, incredible things. I have no idea where it is now. Did I burn out the motor or something, or Zach used it? Zach used it. Well, maybe Zach has it now, because I don't know where it is, but I was going to do all of this, and then you lose interest i mean we we sometimes have done that, we've gathered supplies we've we've done our homework we're we're excited to do this, and then maybe we bit off more than we could chew, and then we kind of said, wow, this was a mistake. And all that enthusiasm just kind of leaves. And this is what we're actually seeing happening in Judges in the first chapter. Towards the end, they were getting some resistance. They were having some difficulties. And so, Yes, they were going to have some of these troubles, but it was a time for endurance. The problem is, is that they just didn't have enough faith. In fact, as they are doing this, they're not driving the people out of the land. God was very clear about this. Drive the people out out of the land. And then when things got kind of tough, they were like, well, you know, we've defeated these people. You know what we need? We need some slaves. And so they made slaves of the Canaanites and the other people that they conquered. But that's not what God had said. God said, I need those people out. And then for others, they started to make... um, they started to make covenants and treaties. And God had said, please don't do that. That is one of the things that got Joshua in trouble with God because God had said, don't make treaties with anyone. And they decided that they're going to do their own thing. And so as we're coming into this chapter 2 God is actually surveying all of all of this and and saying, What, what, why have you done this? I mean, here's the thing that they they saw what God was doing. They when they were praying to God, when they were enthusiastic about God, when God was r- ruling their life, they could do anything. And then when they thought, hey, you know what, we don't have to, maybe we don't have to do all of the um, land work. Maybe we, I mean, we don't have to clear all of the land. And I, <clears throat> I just thought about something. Um, I wouldn't want the doctor who did Kathy's surgery to go, well, you know, we fixed the heart, but we really don't need to sew her back up. I think we're done. I don't think I would like that. I don't think you would, well, you'd be under, you wouldn't see it, but I don't think you, you want to be able to finish the project. There are some things that need to be done. And Israel just kind of said, no, I think this is good enough. We don't, we don't need to drive them all out. And so God is saying, why won't you do this? And one of the things that I struggled with <clears throat> this week is how many how often do we say I can't to God God has called us to do something we go I can't and God sees it as you won't or I won't maybe it's tithing maybe it's forgiveness Fidelity in marriage, purity in singleness, whatever the case, there are times where we go, God, I can't do it. But if God has asked us to do it, then we need to do it. I was talking to Kathy this morning. uh, Bill, if I asked you to run a marathon, I know you can't do it. And you would say, I can't what if God said I need you to run a marathon you would have to say I will because if the Lord has asked you to do it you would need to rely on him right God has asked us to do a lot of things and we sometimes go we can't so we have to, sometimes we, we sometimes justify ourselves before God. God, I, we just don't have enough money. God, I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough courage. I don't have enough wisdom. I can't, I can't do this. And what God is hearing is that you won't do it. There's a passage in Philippians that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now does that mean that if I feel that I could jump off this roof and fly I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Oh, I, you don't, so Amanda's thinking I, I can't do it. No, and you're right. So in that passage that Paul talks about, he's saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All the things that God is asking you to do, he will give you the strength to do it for his glory. So when I said to God, I can't do judges, he was saying, so you won't do judges. And then that that has stuck with me. And so reading it in new eyes, I've realized that God is giving me the grace because now I was able to actually read through Judges again, and it made sense. It opened my eyes that it's not such a bad book because it's part of the Scripture. What was happening is that I didn't want to face it, and I said no But when I turned it over to God, God gave me the wisdom to kind of look through this, look through Judges again. There are times where you and I start to lose, maybe lose sight of what really matters. I mean, that's what happened with the Israelites. They are told to do this, and then they lose sight of God, and then start to do their own thing. They turn from God and do something that's less grand. And what happens? God said that they're going to be a thorn in your side. You think about the things that are going on with Israel right now, again, it's a thorn in the side. I'm reading through Tom Keller's book on Judges and he had said that God wanted Israel to take the entire land of Canaan but instead they just wanted to clear out a few things here and there and they didn't get rid of the idols. So in other words, they neither Wholly rejected God, nor they wholly accepted Him. They were just kind of doing it halfway. God, I really love you, but I, I can only be good on Sundays and maybe Wednesdays. Part of discipleship is that God has to be part of us daily. We have to focus on Him. It can't, we can't just say, just want this little bit of God here, and God, uh, you fit into our world. And what God is asking is that we have to fit in his world, his kingdom. God wants every part of us. Everything, not just a little bit. And so the angel of the Lord Tells them this is what's going to happen. Because of what you have done, they're going to be a thorn in your side. And what Israel then realizes you know what? We messed up. And they repented and they started again. And God allows that. Judy, you were talking about that today in a Sunday school class um, of praising God for things that he's done. And there are also, as you said, there are, um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, through the repentance, sometimes there are trials that we go through or corrections that he does because he loves us. Isn't that what we do as parents when our child is doing something wrong? We take them aside and go, what were you thinking? What happened? And we do that because we love them and we want them to do well. And God is doing that too because once we step out and repent, God, forgive me. Then they've chosen, Then we've chosen the, the path that we are on was wrong, and now we're going to correct it, and we're going to face back to God. That's what repentance is. It's basically saying to God, we've done wrong, and I want to turn back to you. The wonderful thing that this taught me today, once again, is the grace of God in Judges. Because you see it constantly in the book. They do something wrong, God tries to correct them, they come back, and he forgives them. How wonderful it is that when we go to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness, that he forgives us. He never says, well, he says, I will never break my covenant with you. God will never abandon you. He will never forsake you no matter how far you have strayed. It's kind of like that warning he gave the Israelites. Why are you doing this? It's warnings because of his great love. He wants to have that. He gives us that grace. The book of Judges, when I'm looking at it with fresh eyes, saw a God pursuing his people trying to get them on the right road, and that's what he does for us. He tries to correct us, get us back onto the right path because of his great love. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, forgive us. Forgive us when we have said we can't, when you've asked us to do something. So Lord, forgive us. And put in us a new heart. Help us turn to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So in our reflections, the hardest thing through this whole um this whole sermon process uh, this week was a terminology of I can't and God saying I won't. And that was kind of a wake-up call for me. How many times have we said, Lord, I can't do that? God is saying, hey, why don't you go talk to some people? Um, why can't you do this for the Lord? And we'll go, oh, we can't. God is asking you to use your gift. and am like, oh, I just don't want to. Well, now we can start again. And here's a great thing. All of the things that you've thought about and going, you know, I remember when I was young and, and God asked me to do this. I should have done it. Well, this is a new day. What is God asking you to do? So, Bill... What is God asking you to do today? Rest. What now? I rest. rest. But I've I've shared with this before of what God's given you. God's giving you something that I don't have, and that is conversation with others. Bill is the only. Other than my mother-in-law, Bill is the only person I know who could talk to anyone at any time. And God's giving you that ability to talk to people and to care about them. And I know for a fact that sometime this afternoon, you're going to be sitting on that front porch. And you're going to be talking to someone. And you're going to say, or you're going to wave. And God's going to ask you to pray for them. Everyone who, who drives by, pray for them. That gets you out of running the marathon. (laughs) Because you have a gift that I wish I had. So I have to to do other things. So what is God asking you to do today? Maybe you've said, oh, I can't do that. Well, as I've talked to so many, you're not, you know, there are some who are retired. God hasn't called you home yet. That means you have work to do. And God has put something on your heart today. Every single person in here, God has put something on your heart and you have to do it. Don't be, the, don't be that Christian that says, I can't. Be the person that says, I can through the help of God. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we start again. A new day. Everything that we've done in the past has been forgiven. Our hearts are cleaned. And now we can. So Lord, we're asking, what do we do to love others and to love you? Yes, Lord. But Lord, use us. Help us to take time with you today to see what is it that you want us to do. And Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you always. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Gave a look uh, to Judy because as Gloria and I sit and we, we do the, the hymns. I was thinking when you picked this, I was like, How is this gonna fit into judges? And then it does. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit when we listen, because as the story says, there is no turning back. We when we've decided to follow Jesus, the world is behind us, the cross is in front of us. Amen. Amen.